I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. For posterity. I don't know what that actually means, but people always say that, so I just say it because I like I know how to. Do you, do you ever do you have any like words or phrases you just you know how to use them, but you don't completely know if you're using it the yeah, right like, way? You just take a shot. If someone asked me to define it, I would look like a total idiot, but yeah. just saying it makes you look really smart. Yeah. yeah. They're like record it for posterity. That's that's one of those. Like, I don't fully like if someone wanted me to explain that my kid, I'd be like, well, I don't know, just Google it. Right yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure there's somebody like, I'm sure that's not right. They're not using that term right. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Who Will Survive Horror Podcast. This is the second episode of our, I forget what it's called again, the, uh, oh, <laughs> it's a Ladies Love Halloween series. Yes. It's already two episodes and I already forgot. And I'm back with my <laughs> co-host, Marco. And what's up? What's going on? So uh, this this time, uh, you know, the, the last couple of shows, we've been getting into some kind of sketchy situations, but I thought we should maybe align ourselves with some guys that could set us up for the future. So... I got yeah. us a, a pretty sweet gig that we can pledge to this fraternity, and these are going to be some guys that will be really powerful in the future that can get us some connections, maybe some money for oh, the podcast perfect. or something. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, Rich daddies. But yeah. all we have to do is we just got to spend the night in this haunted house, but I'm like, well, oh, man, who cares? It's just a haunted house. It's not really like a big deal, right? So Right. I mean, we don't believe in that stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, what's the big deal? What, what can go wrong, you know? Right, right. All right, so here we are at the haunted house, and apparently somebody else just like came and knocked on the door, which is weird because this is out in the middle of nowhere. Whoa. I don't understand. And we're supposed to be by ourselves, so what the hell? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Let me go see who this is. Uh, hello? Hey, who's there? Hi, my hey. name is Carly. I hey. knew your son. 
Oh, I was really? in the war. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in the war with him. That you know, your son that died. I ran all the way to get here. Um, my, he wanted me to tell you he loved you. My, my son Dude. wasn't in any war. I don't know. Yeah, he must have the wrong house. Did you check? Okay, go down the road, take a left, and go down oh. the road like another mile, and there's another house because the houses are really far away here. Oh, okay. It's I probably am so them. embarrassed. All that's right. okay. I'm sorry. I'm that's, sorry. That's all right. Have, have a good day. A, yes, you too. Thanks. She okay. was staring at you like she wanted to kill you or something. Yeah, that was weird. But also, she was sort of charming. Maybe we should have her come back and just hang out and talk for a while. Maybe be our guest or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, so we got Carly here. What's going on, Carly? <laughs> hey, not much. Glad to be here. First time here. Excited. Yes. Got some nice. cool movies to talk about. I'm glad yeah, to be right, here with right. you guys. So, yeah, welcome, welcome. As I mentioned in the intro, this is the second of the four movies that were, or four shows that we're doing, each with two movies. And mm-hmm. the the two that you had ended up with this with this one. So if you listen to last show, I sort of quickly explained how we came to get these movies. And because and, it was a little bit of a funny story of how Crystal ended up with two movies that she had a little bit of a connection with. And right. these were two movies that you didn't necessarily have a connection with as much as just that you thought that they were pretty interesting ones. And mm-hmm. if anyone couldn't tell by our very obvious references to, to well-known <laughs> movies, that everyone I'm sure knows these two movies. It is uh, right. Hell Knight from 1981 and The Guest from, I believe, 2014. Uh, so yep. how what, what was it, I guess, uh, just kind of quickly, what was it about these two movies that you had found interesting when they came up that you were like, yeah, I'll stick with those? Well, for one thing, Hell Knight, I had seen one time before. And by one time before, I mean probably, I don't even think it was a year ago okay. exactly. It was probably like, eight months ago or something like that and i remember like i liked it but i didn't really love it mm. like i found that i was kind of bored in some parts so i kind of wanted sure. to give it that second chance because I, I see a lot of people kind of hype it up and say they really really enjoy that one so mm-hmm. i felt like this would be a good opportunity to kind of watch it and really focus on it and see if i mm-hmm. feel the same way right now with the guests um you know, that's an odd one because you said you were like, it's more action horror than anything. And some people don't like that. And I'm one of the people who does not like action horror. And I was sure, going to sure. actually <laughs> skip out on that one. But I, I watched the trailer and I looked up the just plot and the idea behind it kind of intrigued me. So figured why not just go with it, roll with it and see if I like it. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. It, I, uh, I When I made the list of all these movies, I had tried to mix it up with stuff that I had and hadn't seen too so mm. I had the opposite where I had seen the guest a bunch of times and then had not seen Hell Knight and then I know Marco had neither had seen neither one of them so right so yeah, yeah it worked out pretty good that we all got to experience something new out of this yeah which is always fun because a lot of times I feel like I, I I have to try to force myself not to make shows just about movies that I already know and, and like yeah. take a chance and go like, oh yeah, well let's let's my first time watch will be for the show. So yeah, yeah, I'm with you, Carly. I, I'm not a, uh, so much of an action fan, you know, when it comes to like basically anything. I don't even like action movies mm-hmm. itself, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but you tie in horror with it, and this is a movie that Paul's been boasting about for a long time, and right. I've always purposely not watched it because I go, okay, <laughs> it's gonna come up one day, and me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is so wrong, but yeah, and uh, 
And, and then when it comes to Hell Knight, it's funny because like when I was watching, I go, I should have watched this when I was a kid. I should have watched it. I've seen every movie from 1981. Why did this <laughs> one slip under my radar? And I still don't understand why because it's got, you know, like when we talk about it, it's got the Linda Blair factor, which is the only factor sure, in the sure. movie that could bring me to watch it. And I'm like, right. where was I? Where was this movie? So, yeah, it was cool to see these two movies sure. for me. I've never seen any of them. And I'm like, cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, now, you have a couple of podcast projects going yourself, Carly, right? Um, I know you have one with Derek, who was just on a few episodes ago. And you have yes. another one with uh, with JP. And then I don't know if you have any other. I think you have one other one, too, right? I, I'm sorry. Yes. I don't have them all written down in front of me. That's okay. <laughs> Very unprepared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Derek, Derek and I made a little branch off thing from his uh, normal show. We call it Celluloid Dissections. And it's pretty much where um, I've basically been letting him kind of pick the movies. Like, I'll tell him the genre I want, because he's more knowledgeable on... Yes. other films i'm kind of really bad like i'm a big horror fan but every other genre besides maybe comedies i'm very weak in knowing anything about like i never really mm. grew up watching a ton of different genres so Derek kind of picks um different uh really well known and really good known to be good movies mm-hmm. um in different genres and then we watch them and we do uh you know a show where we kind of dissect it hence the title we kind of get into mm-hmm. it and go scene by scene and talk about things we like or didn't like, which uh, it's pretty much a monthly show right now. Um, right. It's, I, yeah. I think we're up to like episode four. Um, so cool. yeah, it's, I, I'm enjoying doing it. It's pretty good. And um, yeah, JP and I, we like, he actually got me into podcasting uh, back in what, 2016. I think that was, we started Netflix and chill and well, honestly, we're kind of bad with putting out episodes. It's like our worst, our worst uh, thing there. Sure, sure. Um, it's like a here and there cast, right? Yeah, yeah pretty sure. much. It was supposed, it was supposed to be an every two week type of thing, like a lot of podcasts try to mm-hmm. pull off. And we were going smoothly for a while. Then he started up with twenty two shots again and all that. And um, we kind of switched to like monthly. And now it's like we haven't put out an episode since June, but. You know, we keep, like, it's a here and there thing, like you said, and we pretty much just do anything that's on streaming. It doesn't have to just be Netflix. It could be Shudder or um, Hulu, Amazon right, Prime, right. all that. And then, um, yeah, the last show is actually one that uh, I also recently just started with my friend Austin. Uh, he's from the Woodsboro Bros uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he and I, we had a show before that, and we just uh, weren't really – we, we didn't feel like we were going to really go that far with it. So we kind of like rebranded and made this movie versus movie podcast. And that's where we take two movies, um, say like our first episode was The Thing versus The Shining. Two movies that are kind of like similar in premise or setting or just mm-hmm. um, they have just a lot of similarities or it could be like a remake and original, okay. anything like that. And we uh, do many reviews of each of them, uh, briefly discuss what we, what we like, don't like, and then we, at the end, we rate them and see which one comes out on top. So that's another monthly show. And that's, nice, nice. that's about it for me. For me. Yeah, and I, I like, obviously, the, the first one that you did was the one that I had started listening to. I, mm-hmm. um, I, I do like that one because you guys will just kind of take chances, like we were talking about with, with uh, you know, programming the show here that, sometimes you just go like, well, I guess let's try and do a show about this movie mm-hmm. and we hope it's good because if right. not, then we're going to be talking about a shitty movie, I guess. And there's, lo- there's a lot of shows Which, that do great shows yeah. talking about shitty movies too, but it's, yeah, it's always tough too. to to pull the uh, 
pull the trigger on that sometimes. And I, I like listening to some of those ones just if it was something that maybe I was questioning, do I want to watch this one or not? And then mm-hmm. right. you know, kind of hear what right. you guys thought about it and, and kind of make my own decision too. So Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I feel the same way. It's hard for me. I get anxiety over doing a podcast on a movie that I have never seen before. I know, uh, I know. It's like, you don't know what you're getting into. And you're like, what if this movie's really boring? What if I have nothing to say about it? So um, it, it is definitely like a risk. But so far, all the movies that we've done on that show, I've pretty much enjoyed thoroughly. So Right, um, right. I've been pretty happy. No, have cool. you watched the Greasy Strangler yet? <laughs> no. That's oh, I haven't okay. seen that one. Wow. That's one that we watch. We watch for a show, and you're, and I'm like, I don't know what the talk. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do this. What did, my life is. <laughs> Like, I don't even know how to live anymore after this movie. I know. Well, uh, te- technically, you guys could do that on the show because it's on Amazon uh-huh. Prime. I don't yeah, know heard, JP's taste well enough to know if he would love it or hate it. So he... You know what, Paul? It's, it's, it's not even, it doesn't even matter. Dude. Like, just everybody should just watch it and talk about it. And, and I would love to hear, because I'd love to hear the reactions of that, of that movie. So, anyway. Ever, ever since we recorded the show about it, Marco has been <laughs> listening to any podcast he can find about it. Seriously, I so. cannot get enough of that movie. It's... <laughs> I think JP has actually seen that movie, and he said it was pretty gross, if I recall it's just correctly. Weird. Yeah, it's definitely gross. It's just yeah, weird. Like, yeah. Uh, but I've heard many people quote it and talk about it. I just yeah, yeah, have yeah. never really had much interest in checking it out myself. Sure, oh my sure. God. But yeah, I'm I know our that... our mutual yeah. friend, Mr. Watson, is a big fan of it as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. man. But uh, so... If we were going to talk about some movies that you did like, we are talking about Halloween movies here during this series. So what would you say are some Halloween movies that maybe are lesser known ones or or just some fun things that you have nostalgia for or anything like that that you could tell people to maybe check out? Honestly, I kind of looked into it and I feel like there's not a ton where it's anything over the top and original. Um, Okay. I mean... Like, one that comes to mind that's not really a Halloween-themed movie is a movie I've talked about before, and that is May from the year, what was that, 2002, I believe that came out. And there's just, like, a scene at the end that's uh, themed around Halloween, and that's, I just think that movie's, like, a masterpiece of today's time. And, like, I love that one, but I wouldn't say it's really a Halloween-themed movie. It's not about Halloween. It's about, it's like a character study type of thing, but... Right. Is that the one about the woman obsessed with people's hands? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> okay, that because that just came up on the show that we had Dave Z on. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, was, really? he was also telling us to check that one out because he said that he saw similarities in the movie Patchwork, which I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's a movie from like 2015 by the guy that made Tragedy Girls. Is that um, the one where the girls like all yeah, wake the, up the sewn together? The three girls are sewn together, <laughs> yes. yeah. Yes, I did see that. I like that one. I like yeah. that Fantastic, yep. But yeah, yeah Dave, but... Dave said that there were some similarities to me, and I was just trying to, I was like, is that the one that he was saying? So Sorry, I had to yes. interrupt. No, it's all right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just Halloween traditions. I mean, I grew up just watching the regular old basic Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I just like to marathon those on Halloween. And, you know, Trick sure. or Treat from 2007, that's another good one mm-hmm. that I enjoy watching. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I trying to think like there's a million i actually did like a 31 days of horror series on my youtube channel the first year and i did right. only movies that were set on halloween at one point and i'm like completely going blank on them but 
Oh, um, sure. When you're put on the spot, you can't think yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, like I, I know like nothing about Halloween. Like, Sorry, guys. Well, that was <laughs> no. I, I well, I had to do a, a bunch of research to shave down our list that we we got eight movies out of thirteen movies, and just for me to like whittle that down took forever. Mm-hmm. I had to find a bunch and then pick out and kind of look at trailers. And I even had some kind of goofy ones in there that were more like kids movies. Like I had an Ernest Scared Stupid, which didn't end up getting picked. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, <laughs> damn, so disappointed. Um. If if you had picked that one, would you have kept it? Uh probably not. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, I think I'd... I forgot to ask Crystal if she had if she had the opportunity to pick that movie, if she would have kept it or not. That'll be the the question we'll have to ask going forward here. Yeah. Um, that's funny because you mentioned about stuff that's not really Halloween, but is still kind of Halloween. The one that I always equate isn't a well-known movie, but is not really a Halloween movie is Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. 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 That's like yeah. for some reason always feels like it's a Halloween movie, but it's not technically a Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mine is the Funhouse. Right. If, uh, the Funhouse to me is one of those like it, it just screams Halloween, but it's not mm-hmm. set in Halloween, and it's like. But it's got so many different like elements to it. It's got the Carpenter influence, and of course, it's a Toby Hooper film, so can't go wrong. Sure. It's weird for me. I used like I used to always watch The Shining around Halloween, even though that's oh, more yeah. of a winter yeah, film. It's, it's getting ready for winter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's one of my that's my favorite movie. I credit that as my favorite horror movie of all time. But that's one oh, that nice. growing up, I would I always felt like I had to watch that around Halloween time for some reason. So that's another one. Yeah, that makes sense. Very cool. I um I have this local there's a couple of local theaters that do cool movie night things but there's one that does a lot more independent movies and they've been starting to play some classic stuff and actually the day before Halloween this year they're playing a double header of Halloween and Night of the Living Dead back to back so nice I'm like, nice I'm definitely gonna go and it's a night one my when my kid is over so I'm like hey guess what we're doing on the thirtieth <laughs> yeah and he's like oh, okay cool. cool. And he'll probably be bored, but whatever. I've actually never seen <laughs> Halloween on the big screen, but I've seen like so many other Carpenter films. Mm-hmm. Sure, it, sure. It's weird. That's and I don't know, because there's always a chance to see Halloween. I feel like but I've just never gone and done it. Yeah. Unless I went last year for the 40th anniversary, I think I was saying on the last show. And mm-hmm. it was good, but um, it was what Fathom Events in a Regal Cinemas. And I'm like, oh, this will be great because it's, you know, higher quality and it should be good sound. And they, I don't know why it was very quiet, like the... They need to turn the volume up a lot more, mm. and I'm like, the the whole reason I want it like to get the music and it's all quiet, and yep. I kind of I yeah. could hear myself chewing. This sucks ass. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, so, gotta have it. You gotta have music loud, man. Yeah, especially that movie for God's sake. Yeah, it's John Carpenter. I know. Or the Greasy Strangler, <laughs> the second best music in a movie ever. <laughs> ever. Saying <laughs> uh, you saying about the chewing reminded me last year they did. At one of our theaters, they play classic movies too, and they did Dracula, and that was a hard one to sit and watch and eat popcorn because there's no music right, in that right, movie at yeah. all. Right. So I feel like I'm getting on everybody's nerves trying to eat I my know. popcorn, but <laughs> it, it was cool to see, but it was just weird. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. am it's, I gonna knock yeah. your popcorn? I'm at the movies. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> right, right. The sound quality of the old old movies are not. I mean, they, again, yeah, they didn't never put like music behind the fight scene, so it's just a bunch of shuffling and bumping and. Yeah, you know, grunting, and it's like, okay, right, right. this is five minutes. I want to eat my popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, do you have any other sort of like, what do you do on Halloween normally now? Do you go out to a movie, or do you 
stay home and hand out candy or you dress up as a kid and go trick-or-treat oh i <laughs> wish i could do that last one um <laughs> no but um actually every year now jp since i met him we've done this thing where we um me him and uh, a few other friends we have we go to our one friend's apartment and we each pick a movie that we've never seen before and we assume that no one else has seen before and it's supposed to be like some obscure type of film and uh it, there's like it comes out to be like three of us pick a movie and then plus that we start out by watching a classic movie so it could be like night of the demons or evil dead or mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that and then to end the night we watch a new movie like uh Two years ago, we watched uh, 1922. That was it. Just got released oh, on right, Netflix, right. and yes. then mm -hmm. last year, uh, what did we watch last year? I'm completely going blank on that. But um, <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, we we pretty much start out the night by watching like some classic movie we all agree on. Then we do like JP's pick, then my pick, then our friend Matt's pick, and then we end it awesome. by watching a newer film. And it works out pretty well. It's we don't really get bored or anything because the movies yeah. are always a nice combination. But that's kind of our new little tradition for Halloween. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. I like that. Yeah. And uh, do you I guess... guys get pizza or Chinese? <laughs> We got, well, the first year we actually took a break and we went to KFC in the middle of uh, the marathon. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> nice. And then uh, we we bought a bunch of, like, snacks at the Dollar Tree, just dollar snacks. And uh, I think we okay. did order order pizza as well. So we kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. get all kinds of junk. <laughs> yeah. Well, Very that's cool. a long a long watch session. You got to have stuff yeah. to last you through the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. You can't like, just no eat Chinese, popcorn for, is. like, four movies. No, that, I'd no. be <laughs> puking at that point. <laughs> that would not be good for you. Nah. Uh, right. So why don't we get into our first movie, which I thought we could start with Hell Knight, the mm -hmm. older movie of the two here. My question is, would you like to give a synopsis for this one, Marco, or for yeah. the guest? I'll do this one because this is a Marco movie. Then the next one is a Paul movie. So it makes kind of <laughs> right. sense that I would kind of, uh, you know, give a rough synopsis on this one. Um, so I was thinking about this the other day. And I was, and after watching them, I'm like, you know what? That was just like Revenge of the Nerds meets Friday the 13th almost. You know, smash that together. And because you got like comedy and you got, you know, the slasher yeah. element little, of it. With a little bit of Night of the Demons too. Yeah. And I was going to say Night of the Demons, except it's not paranormal or, um, what's it called? Um, uh, yeah, you it's know, not... ghostly or anything like that. Right, right. Physical uh, violence. I was like, okay, either Night of the Demons. Yeah, Supernatural. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so how we alluded to in our little uh, epilogue there, you know, or, or uh, a thing saying like that uh, fraternity and a sorority are getting together and they have this Halloween party and the, I guess the, the new pledges in order for them to become permanent members, they have to spend a night at this uh, haunted manor that's down the street and it has a big lore to it about a family of, 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 uh, you know, the, the owners and they, okay. So it's very unpolitically correct times. Right. So they kept calling them, they have like Mongoloid kids and everything. And, you know, they just, they, I mean, they refer to their kids as all these you know, oh, yeah, weird yeah. names and everything. And, uh, um, you know, they couldn't have like a normal kid. Right. So one of the kids, I guess they, uh, they killed them all. And, uh, the legend is like, uh, the, the dad went nuts, I think it is, and killed all the kids except for one that went missing or something. And so, the, again, this is like a, like a, a story that the, the fraternity is telling the pledge is this to scare them. You got to spend, you know, six hours in this thing to survive. You, if you survive, then you're full pledge members. And, you know, when they get locked in this manner, 
uh, the pledger, the the fraternity guys are trying to do a practical jokes like they wired the building in or they wired the manner of like haunted house sounds and snakes coming out of their drawers and you know pop up snake stuff just to scare them. But unbeknownst to them that the legend is actually real and uh, two of the kids or I guess there's a family that still lives in this house or whatever and they're uh, hunting down the people that are locked inside and outside and killing them one by one. So you got that slasher right. element to it and. In 1850, Virgil Garth built this mansion with the gold that was pouring out of his mind. Since then, four generations of Garths have lived here, until 12 years ago. The last people to live in the house were Raymond and Lillian Garth, and their four children. Now, Lillian Garth was a hopeless simpleton. About the only thing she was good for was childbearing, and she didn't turn out to be too hot at that. First child she bore, Raymond was a boy. A mongoloid boy they called Morris. Now, Morris brought great sorrow to the Garths, and they immediately set about to have another child. And they were soon cursed with the baby girl, Suzanne. And she was so hideously deformed that it was impossible to tell from looking at her if she was male or female. And to her father's immense disgust, she used to drag herself around the house with the help of her one good leg. <laughs> now the guards were very fanatical about their privacy. They didn't want to have to be dependent on anyone else, so they isolated themselves up here. That is why they never put in any modern utilities. There's no gas, no electricity, and no phone. So again, they tried to have a child, and within the year, the guards added Margaret. But unfortunately, it soon became apparent that poor little Margaret could neither hear, nor speak, nor see. But good old Ray was determined, and he decided to have one last go at it. So Lillian got pregnant again, and she carried the child for 10 and a half months until finally she delivered a little gork named Andrew. Andrew never spoke a word in his first 14 years. He just made these grunts and groans like the sounds of wild animals. Now, Raymond Garth lived isolated in this house for 14 years with this freak show until he couldn't stand it anymore. 12 years ago, he assembled the entire family in the parlor. And then he took his dear wife, Lillian, and he strangled her to death. Then he took the mongoloid son, Morris, and he bashed out what little brains he had with the fireplace poker. Then he took the deformed little Suzanne and he impaled her with the same poker. Then he took the deaf, dumb, and blind little Margaret and he slit her throat. And then Raymond Garth got a rope and hung himself to death. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving the cruelest punishment of all, to his 14-year-old gorked-out son, Andrew, who was forced to witness the slaughter of his entire family. Now, when the police arrived, they discovered a note written by Raymond Garth describing the entire gruesome act. But strangely, they only discovered three dead bodies, and young Andrew was nowhere to be found. Oh, they searched the house as thoroughly as they could but still only came up with three corpses. Andrew. Andrew is still believed by some to be living somewhere within this house. When you when you were watching them for the first time too, with the, when you started realizing that there were pranks, did you, I had this assumption that they would then 
assume that like when the real danger was pranks and and then yeah. you know it was going to do like that halloween movie thing where they're like oh this is just a prank but it actually was yep. the real killer i thought yeah, they were yeah, going to yeah. do that but then they never really did that they were immediately just like scared of everything that was real and they could tell yeah <laughs> i was like damn it they yeah. didn't do the like the fake out thing right exactly like oh come on you know come like, on Ted like the scooby doo thing yeah. upside down yeah, exactly. They try and try and rip the mask off, and it's not really a mask, and they're like, "Yikes!" Yeah. I mean, the the one thing that's cool about this movie, okay, Coast. So Linda Blair's in this movie, and I think that's the sell, right? Because again, it's not a, it's like it's not one of those uh, standout movies to me, anyway. Um, not just because I'd never seen anything, but like kind of relating it to a lot of the movies of the time and stuff. Again, I consider this a slasher with a comedic twist to it because. Mm -hmm. um it's very there's some off-screen kills there's some real cool kills there's some cool elements to it but it's very fast paced when the killing comes but like uh carly said it's slow you know Mm -hmm. there's times where it's like oh come on just you're dragging on especially when like linda blair's character and the other dude the frat uh guy are getting into like their backstories i'm like i don't care you know you're right you're rich you're poor she's a mechanic he's a scholar okay um sure let's you know let's get into like what what's chasing them and um what the what the movie did really cool too is that it did show the underground thing which kind of reminded me of like you know like texas chainsaw elements to it right like they had the yeah. family around dinner that's all dead and um had yes, a rule yeah, yeah. like there were like there was so much more there i was like oh i want that like let's get into that a little bit more uh-huh yeah so on your your rewatch here carly what was your sort of thought with this one or your kind of initial feeling on it um, I feel like I did enjoy it a little bit better, and it's because I was paying, I was forcing myself to really pay mm-hmm. attention to it, but yeah, I don't know, it seems like they could have made this a lot, there are some creepy moments in it, I will give it that, I was like, yeah. whoa, these, it's actually pretty atmospheric and good, but um, yeah. there's just, you know, like you were saying, like the parts with Linda Blair and the other dude kind of <laughs> talking, I just get really bored with that, and, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the weird character like the two that are like upstairs having sex the entire movie it's like they're they're <laughs> yeah. just kind of over the top and goofy they're like the complete opposite just all right, the characters uh-huh. i don't i just don't really care for too much and then like um you know when you see people get killed it just like i feel like those people outside get killed off like within three minutes it almost feels like there's really not much yeah. to it and i just feel like it could have been a lot scarier if you right, yeah. saw more of the guy killing the people because that's a really creepy concept like oh they say this guy still lives in this mansion to this day and he's lurking right. around and you yeah, really yeah, yeah. you don't see a whole lot of him lurking around until the final moments i feel like but yeah it could have been a lot more stockier mm-hmm. yeah yeah but overall i d- like it does have creepy moments that i do like and i do love the setting and um mm-hmm. some of the kills are while they're mainly like cutaway kills i think they're not too bad of kills so um right. i didn't i had a much better experience this time around i will say yeah and uh i i would agree with with what you both had said about how it does it does drag and kind of meander and even the the one part that really got me that it should have been more tense was in the whole final chase when they're just running through hallways and it's like every hallway looks the same they're just like run down going left run down going right run down coming (laughs) towards you and every hallway just looks the same and 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 it went on for so long and nothing actually happened i'm like okay so you have a bunch of hallways in a fog machine that's like five minutes of the movie what the fuck like (laughs) yeah just where's the monster or the threat you know yeah 
and uh-huh. it was definitely a lot of that and building up the character like it, it i think we had kind of hit the nail on the head with saying it's got all these elements of these things like it's got you know the mongoloid kid that was left behind and has been living there waiting for revenge the mm-hmm. the group of people in the haunted house like night of the demons well night of the demons wasn't out yet but kind of had that same idea mm-hmm. attached to mm-hmm. that with the, with these cheesy characters like it was doing all of these different tropes but kind of half committing to a lot of them yeah, it's like and, the beginning, like a of teen them. drama, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, the revenge of the nerds part of it too. Like it's, yeah, it's right. very, uh, you know, sexist movie, right? Um, uh, you know, it's it's again, it's eighty one, it's fraternity. They're they're doing whatever. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The partying atmosphere, the you know, the it, it, that part was kind of fun to me. Actually, it was, it was kind of fun to go through and just have a little bit of levity through mm-hmm. the film and everything. Um, it's there's always a formula to the slasher film, right? Like again, I consider it a slasher film. Um, it's that uh, you know the setting, the stalking, the stalking, the kill, 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 and then the main character running through the house, revealing all of the kills. Someone <laughs> hanging upside down, someone's on a meat hook, someone's in the yeah. puddle. You know all that stuff. I always like that last ten minutes of that film, right? That whole the whole thing. And um, it, I actually liked how it ended. Also, <laughs> of just Linda Blair just walking away after she impaled the killer um, through a gate, you know, that was on top of a yeah. car. And she just walking towards the camera and it just end credits. I'm like, I, you know what? I didn't, that, that's all I needed. I yeah. didn't need any explanation. I didn't need her comfort. I just, oh, yeah, yeah. There was, I do like that there was, for sure. Yeah. Cause, you know, this movie, there is not really any like, character growth. I, I believe her character from the beginning of the film to the end. I think it was the same one. I don't think she yes. grew from this experience. No, um, she was like a well, bad night. Yeah, she yeah. was already strong in the beginning. Yeah, they showed that she was kind of no nonsense and she was yeah. smart. And mm-hmm. so I agree, there wasn't an arc for she her. Just had really. a bad night. Yeah, right. just it's a bad night. You know, this this oh shit, that sucked. You know, just walk the... it off. I did think. <laughs> yeah, just walk it, it off. I did think that it was odd though that the guy got killed by the gate impaling him, but he got shot many many times, and the bullets didn't seem to affect him. He got a pitchfork through the chest, a shotgun through the belly. Yeah, twice. Like whatever that got, the gate was made out of a specific metal that he had an aversion to. It was kryptonite. It was. It must have been. Yeah. Or maybe it was. Um, it was like silver, and he was a werewolf too. <laughs> that could have been it, because the first guy they killed was kind of hairy and looked like you know crossbreed <laughs> of a, a werewolf and stuff. That's what confused yeah. me too. Like there was obviously two killers in this film, um, but the story had one as in as the old lone survivor so when they threw that second one in there i was kind of like a little confused because a little jumpy as far as like who's chasing them what's stalking them and stuff but uh again when you got right. into like the underground tunnels of the of the house i thought that was really cool and mm. my imagination went for it's like here's a film that began all of these tropes like you were saying but never perfected them and then the movies that came later kind of maybe took from this one right right yeah no, I agree. And and that's like you definitely could see Night of the Demons got some influence from this and then just yes. made a better version of it. Yeah. yeah, I actually I actually told Austin we should do this one and Night of the Demons on one oh, of our perfect. episodes. Oh, I was like I actually got that vibe from it too. It's like a less fun version of right. that yeah. movie, but I love yeah, Angela. Yeah. Angela is my girlfriend and, and never mind. 
<laughs> and yeah, I love the the basement dinner table thing, but that was all preceded by them going through the long ass hallways, and you're like, oh, okay, cool, we finally got to something nice. Yeah, and, and Carly mentioned it the the kind of like the sets and stuff was actually done really well, but oh yeah, yeah. It, it's always funny too. Like, again, I'm not trying to pick on it, but it was funny to me. Like, you walk into this house and there's like a thousand candles lit, and I'm like, who the hell did yeah. that? Who the hell went through all I know. that work? Yeah, I, I thought did someone come through here before and set this up. A thousand candles, dude. <laughs> That's like later when you have those two upstairs in bed and they're sleeping. There's legit like just a thousand candles in that one room still lit. So I'm like, this seems like such a hazard. Yeah, I, yeah. and it had to be so hot too. That's like yeah. basically like the three that fires and, going at once. Yeah, and that's a lot of work, dude, like for ambiance, you know what I mean? Like there's Jesus. no way I'm lighting more than two candles. Right. And then what if it's like too bright? You're like, can you just blow out like 30 <laughs> candles? Like, <laughs> like I just like need Rob to dim Zombie. the lights a little bit. Just blow out about 30 of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Rob Zombie and his overuse of pumpkins, you know, carved pumpkins. I'm like, after one pumpkin, I'm done. I'm spent. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do 30 of them. But yeah. Yeah, Trick or Treat did the multiple pumpkins thing better. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. Absolutely. That chick knew how to carve some pumpkins. Yep. I just don't approve oh, of the name not. they call her. Poor Rhonda. <laughs> um, no, I, th- there's definitely some good stuff. I like how they yeah. they have the, the Seth dude gets out and he goes to tell the cops. And then we yeah. get one of our favorite uh, our favorite horror movie tropes all the way back in 1981, the bumbling dummy cops. Dumb, yeah. Yep. bumbling dummies don't believe you there it is check check mark you know like checkbox bumbling dumb cops yeah but yeah that that was uh but it's great because he's just like all right well they're not going to help me so he just steals a shotgun and jumps out the window (laughs) (laughs) like seth is kind of a badass i like him i actually forgot he even escaped this time around i was like oh yeah i forgot one of them gets out and actually goes and attempts to get help Right. right, and I give him credit for coming back. He could have just yeah. been like, "All right, fuck it, this cop's yeah, not believe was. me. I'm he just gonna go he, home." Yeah, he at first he was like, "Screw you guys, I'm going home," you know. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I I do love in the beginning that they establish with a cool Halloween party. I always like yeah a nice Halloween mm-hmm. party with tons of costumes and stuff. Yes, to know that it's Halloween, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times movies are like it's on Halloween, but it's it's there's not really there's maybe like a pumpkin or something. It's not really done yeah. as much, which I think it's it's definitely more understated in our second movie, but it's still very much present. Like I was watching right. a lot more heavily for it this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we get to that one, there's something I pointed out that I need to get for my own house. There you I'll go. Bring up in that movie. <laughs> there's um. There was one – okay, so I just want to mention this one continuity issue that what this movie is. Again, okay. it's funny because it is a, it is just kind of like a fun movie just to, around Halloween time to watch. But the the couple that's upstairs, you know, the chick gets her head cut off, right? Mm-hmm. And it's evident that her head gets cut off. And she's The guy finds the head in the bed and he freaks out. When they go back and they're 
but they're calling for her. Like, she's going to be okay. Like, we got to find, I forgot her name, Debbie or, uh, or someone. Uh, uh, we yeah, got to find remember. her. Like, she's going to be okay, dude. I'm like, no, her, she, she got her head cut off. I know. Am I? <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even put that. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you calling out to her? Well, there was there was something weird that happened with. Okay, so the Seth was the guy. He was the one that escaped, and he was I don't know Robin Hood or whatever, and he had that terrible yeah, fake yeah. mustache in the beginning. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which I was like, at first, I'm like, are they trying to pass off that that's his real mustache, and, and he's actually wearing a fake mustache? But then they, I'm like, okay, it's actually a fake mustache. Cool. Right. Um. But Thank no, God. he. Uh, the girl that he was hooking up with, she like disappeared or whatever. But then she was the one that was at the dinner table scene in the basement yeah. with the family. Yeah. But then was there was some weird. other girl that got killed. It was like a weird way that they they made then because then he discovered the other girl. Mm-hmm. I forget the other girl's name, but then they discovered her dead body, and they almost made you think that it was the girl that Seth was hooking up with, but it was the other one. So I don't right. know. They, they did some weird editing stuff for sure. Yeah. And again, it could have been just my first time watch, just kind of going through it and, and just kind of like, wait a second. Why are they call? Why are they going after her when her head got cut off? I don't understand why they're trying to rescue her. Like mm-hmm. she's, she's not okay. Unless right, I right. just miss something completely. No, I think you're right. Cause like, yeah, that dude finds the head. Cause at first I was thinking like, well, that guy got out, but they all run to the gate together after that happens. And they're saying, yeah. we have to go back in for her. And that guy's not saying, well, she's, <laughs> completely mutilated so there's no point like mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah you're i didn't even think about that while watching it yeah <laughs> she's not gonna be okay dude she's <laughs> he's pretty dead yeah yeah <laughs> we have to save her yeah 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 wasn't somebody got their like head squeezed and their brains like squirted out of the top of their head or something was that yes. this one and then and they're like are you okay that's, that's that's always one of my favorites when someone is like very clearly dead and they go over and check their pulse and they're like i think he's dead like, oh, the, the whole body being burned to a crisp didn't give it away i don't think he's gonna make it <laughs> and another thing for like, like another thing about going back for people I, I'm, I must be a horrible person but i feel like if i'm like being chased by a killer i'm not gonna go back in for my friend even if they are still alive like I yeah just, I'm the type who would just run for my life. Right, right. <laughs> See, yeah. I'd be killed first because I'm a slow runner, so that's all. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have that choice to go back for somebody. I just <laughs> they would just trip me and I'd be eaten or killed <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like I would go back for my dog, but he could probably run faster than me anyway. So <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. But he's yeah, just yeah. he's kind of dumb and friendly. He'd be like, "Oh, are you my friend? Hey, what's up? <laughs> oh boy, people. Cool knife. Yeah, cool knife." <laughs> <laughs> He would die first because he would be too friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any other like specific kills or anything like that that you that you really wanted to point out before we wrapped this one up? Um, not really kills. I mean, like I said, there's some definitely creepy scenes in this. I like when they're mm-hmm. laying up in that bedroom and you see him in the background slowly kind of yeah, coming yeah. up yes. under that rug or sheet or whatever. I think that's pretty creepy. And there's some other moments too that's that's pretty much the main positives i have for the movie is it does have good atmosphere Mm -hmm. and good just spooky type of moments to it yeah yeah. Yeah. the one the one with him covered in the blanket it was when they stabbed him right and then he went through the hatch in the floor and i I thought for sure that was going to be somebody else like that they put somebody else under that to try and make it seem that they did a switcheroo there they kept making me think that they were going to do a switcheroo and they didn't do any of them (laughs) we just killed teddy yeah 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 i thought it was gonna be one of those they're like oh no Hmm. We thought it was the killer, and it was our friend. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. it was cool because they uh, faked it, it out in reverse, and then it was actually was the guy, and he escaped through a cool hidden hatch. Yeah, I don't know right. how he knew he was going to get stabbed right there, but I guess it worked out. Just, if he got stabbed like just... four feet to the left, it done. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, I built the hatch in the wrong spot. Yeah, I want to move, but my escape route's right underneath <laughs> me. Yeah. Like, could you just push me over a little bit to the left? I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get to that spot right there where the rug is. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. No. I. I, I did like the setup of the movie. I really like the premise of it. Yeah. Like on yeah. paper, mm-hmm. I think the movie was pretty well conceived. You know, mm-hmm. that whole we're gonna trick them and then it ends up being like a real thing. You know, like it's we've seen so many copycats that we roll our eyes and that stuff. Now, if a movie tries to do that now, we're like, yeah, I see right through it. But right, at the right. time. I could bet, like, oh man, this is this is like, look at what happened. The, the pranksters are getting killed, and then the people inside thinking the killers are pranksters, and blah blah blah. Like you said, the the Scooby Doo moments and stuff. But uh, right. Um, no, it, it was cool. Um, again, like I said, uh, nothing nothing worth talking about. Like a like a huge character art thing going on. Um, I did like the last scene of the movie, the whole impaling and her escaping, and her her being the only one to survive. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. All uh, right. Well, we can go around and give our final thoughts and and okay. whether we how we feel about the, tell how we feel about this one. Uh, do you want to go first, Marco? I know you kind of sure kind of said yeah, no, most I, of it there already, but I, I, I'm gonna say something that I never say before. Um, I hate remakes, right? Like you know me. I it's that, it's not that I hate them. It's just that whatever. We've yeah, that it's, so many it's times, easier but, to say hate. Yeah, maybe this movie could benefit <laughs> from a remake. I don't sure, know. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. I said it. I said right. it. I don't. I might regret it later, but maybe it can. Um, I want to see the but, guy that made the guest remake this. Oh my god, would, <laughs> would, that'd be awesome, right? Yeah. Um, yeah so the, again, this, there's certain movies that can be like, okay, this could benefit from it and just make a bigger twist at the end and stuff. But uh, no, I I I liked it um, for a movie that was off my radar or just really didn't. I don't know. Like I said, I thought I seen most movies from that era of. And it's funny because like I I don't even maybe I'm maybe I'm not bad horror fan I didn't even hear about this movie. Uh, it's it's pretty again, like it just, it's pretty under the radar. I think even on yeah. IMDb it only has a, a few thousand ratings or something, which is yeah, low for th- this something would like be that. definitely yeah this would have been definitely a movie rental uh, checkout back in the day definitely. But mm-hmm. um, you know maybe I just saw it a few hundred times and just didn't think anything of it. You know, um, but yeah but I liked it. It was good. It was good. It's nice. a good. It's a good. It is, is. I will say it is a good Halloween setup movie. Like it's good uh, time period kind of deal to watch in October. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think, Carly? Yeah, I mean, um, this one actually I heard about uh, years ago because my mom actually told me that when she w- she would have been like 13 when this movie came out, and she told me this story all the time where her and uh, my aunt were watching this late at night, and they weren't allowed to watch horror movies, and one of the mm-hmm. parts at the ending made my aunt like scream out loud and it woke up their parents and they got in trouble. So I always wanted to see it when I was a kid, but I didn't get to see it until, like I said, a few months ago, I finally bought it. And, you know, I was disappointed then, but this time around, I, (laughs) I I liked it. I still had like similar issues with it being kind of boring at parts and uh, having Mm -hmm. like, like a lot of potential. Uh, Like you said, I was kind of thinking the same thing where, I feel like this is the rare one that could benefit from a remake. I'm not sure if they could get the same type of atmosphere going uh, nowadays, um, right. and they might right. go a little right. too over the top with it. But oh, who they knows? Will. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, overall, I like it. Uh, it's one that I would rewatch around probably around Halloween time. It's got good atmosphere, and um, I'm glad I got to give it the rewatch. So I give it to a yeah. like it. Sure, right. sure. It, de- it definitely has its place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you guys. I would say that I like this one. It's not anywhere near the range of something that I would love. Uh, sure. I, I, I would say most likely I'm not going to revisit this one unless it comes up for something else or for another podcast or something like that. But uh, I feel like there's enough other movies during this season that I probably would just end up picking those over this one, such as Night mm. of the Demons or something. Yeah. Um, I, I do like it. I think there is a lot of cool parts. What I would love is if somebody made like a 100 and an hour and 20 minute, like super cut of it and cut like oh, 20 yeah, minutes yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cut like 15 minutes out of it. And that would be a, a, a much tighter movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get the super cut of it though. And I don't know how to do it myself. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, also I agree with the remake. Like I said, someone someone that has a, a touch for like horror, but could also make it tense and kind of and and gritty at the same time would would yes. do well with this. I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't get the same of of like it's. I, I mean, so many people try and recapture this like 80s atmosphere nowadays, and yeah. I feel like it's done better with kids than it is with adults more so. But yeah. if somebody did like a modern version, but not like a a sexy early 2000s modern version like they were doing of remakes right, right. with like right, older yeah. people instead you know uh, that would be good yeah. but I don't think Adam Wingard would do it because he got a lot of shit for the Blair Witch remake and then he also did the uh, what was that other remake-ish type thing that he did the the anime thing that everyone was sending him like death threats and he quit Twitter and shit <laughs> De- Death Note I think yeah Death Note yeah. that's correct really so, yeah oh wow people were like you fucking ruined death note you should kill yourself and i'm gonna dox you and wow and people anime people don't fuck around so. no. yeah right <laughs> like, I, like i don't i don't go that far i mean i just go like hey i, I just don't like the film you know but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe but, i should ramp it up i don't know yeah you can get famous on twitter for like five minutes <laughs> If you that to guy kill that someone. doesn't like remakes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he threatened to kill another director. <laughs> he means it this Wake time. Episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he means it this time. <laughs> <laughs> we have to take him seriously. He's very dangerous. It's funny. It's funny because um, before we move on, it's like when we talked about this movie remake. I just saw that a preview for that new movie with the um the app that kills you. You know, you find out how many days you die oh, or whatever. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sitting there going, if they remade Hell Knight, that's exactly what they would remake that that movie. It would just been turned into well no, it's not a manner. It's an app that kills you. You know, it's like how dumb. Right. <laughs> I, I I am not gonna watch that movie. I don't care. I'll, yeah, I'll right. fight. if it's on if it's on our podcast, I'll just I'll just make it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Well the the techno <laughs> horror thing is big now. I guess is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah. Technology horror. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because I mean, the same thing too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, technology is horrifying enough on its own. So. Yeah. But but it's an app <laughs> that kills you. I know. I wish some of my apps would kill me. <laughs> I know. I'm about to kill some of these apps. I want. But yeah. I was wishing I had an app to kill me when Marty and Jeff were telling their backstories in this movie. <laughs> it's like, where's the kill myself app? I don't want to listen to their backstory anymore. We get All right. It. Well, why don't we? Uh, I know, right? You're rich. You know how to fix a car. <laughs> it's so weird because she's a girl and knows how to fix a car. And Crazy. How, how funny was it that she, like the car wouldn't start and she just went and like moved one wire and then it started and they're like, oh, of course she knew how to fix the car. They established that she was a mechanic earlier. <laughs> they needed that yeah. plot point. 
That's right. Exactly. <laughs> the payoff. Why are you telling us? Wait till like, the yes. end. Wait till the end. I've got a great twist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's take a quick break here, and we'll come back to talk about the guest. Hey, Peter, isn't it about time to start the initiation? Nah, it's still early. Look at Sikowski. He hasn't even barfed on the trophy case yet. And the front windows still aren't broken. <laughs> well, I guess it's time to get the show on the road. Really. <laughs> In order to be a member of Alpha Sigma Rho, one has to do what? Mr. Reed? To stay in Garth Manor one night, Mr. President. Very good, Jeff. And why is this night so special? Ms. Dunsmore. Because 12 years ago, Raymond Garth murdered his family here and then committed suicide. And is there something funny about a man murdering his family and then killing himself? I'm just a little tipsy. <laughs> I hope you didn't bring any other intoxicants in here with you. Oh, of course not. Well, just to make sure, I'll have to personally search you before we leave. Your pleasure. <laughs> Shall we go? Okay, we are back and talking about the guest from 2014. Uh, we had mentioned in the, in the beginning of the movie, talking about the movie, that it is a little bit more on the action movie side with some horror elements. I think it's technically not even labeled as horror on IMDb, but <laughs> it's uh, just a movie that I, uh, it's no secret, I had to like talk about this on other shows and stuff. It's one of my favorite 
takes place at Halloween movies and mm -hmm. um, it was a good opportunity to sneak it in there and see if it ended up getting picked out of the 13 movies that we had and luckily it got picked and accepted. So let me give a brief synopsis here. So the guest is about a guy I don't want to like tell the whole story before we talk about it but right, right. it's uh so a guy comes to visit a family which we find out is kind of like we joked about in the intro that is a friend of this family's son who was killed in the military in battle and he came to help them out and pay respects and, and kind of give them some final messages from the son. He's a very charming and friendly guy and super polite and, and good looking and everything. So they're like, oh, hey, why don't you hang around? You know, we have a spare bedroom because of our dead son and everything. And so, uh, Sorry. You know. <laughs> if you yeah. want to stay in his room, that's cool. And and he just kind of hangs out for a while with the family and gets to know them just by being sort of a charming, helpful and and kind of endearing sort of character, which is sort of spirals out of control pretty quickly. But at the same time, it still is also weirdly helpful. It's mm -hmm. it's it's hard to explain in, in a summarized fashion, but mm. he does a lot of things that are helpful, but also kind of fucked up, too. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you don't know where it's going right and what we end up finding out eventually about this character is that it's it's involved through a government program that their son was also a part of and that this guy has some kind of crazier stuff going on that they had no idea obviously right. because he just looks like a regular guy so how did you get here i ran needed the exercise I'm from the bus station i mean in town you ran that whole way. Yes, ma'am. Here you go. Thank you, ma'am. When'd you get out? Well, I was discharged on Wednesday and came straight here from Fort Kenilworth. You came straight here first thing? Yeah, I wanted to come by sooner, but I couldn't get leave. Why? Well, I was discharged because I was wounded. I was in a, a military hospital for a bit, so it wasn't really the kind of thing you could get leave from. <laughs> but don't worry, it's just a bit of shrapnel on my back. I, I'm right right now. No, I I meant, um, why did you come here first? Oh, well, like I said, me and your son, Caleb, we were, uh, we were pretty close. I was with him when he died. Really? Yes, ma'am. And one of the things he asked was for me to check on y'all. You and your whole family here. Uh, he wanted me to tell you that he loved you. He specifically wanted me to tell each one of you that he loved you, and he was thinking of you guys up until the end. I said I'd do that, and so here I am. Uh, yeah, this movie, I'm trying to think how I had seen this one. I want to say that it was kind of like more heavily featured on Netflix back in, you know, 2015, 16 or whatever on the streaming site that they had kind of put it up at the top when they got it. And I was already a fan of Adam Wingard from Your Next, so I just... I was like, oh, I love your next. Mm -hmm. uh, what's this other movie that he made after it? It's got to be pretty cool. So I played it and I was like, 
in love with it right away the first time I saw it and I ended up watching it with my girlfriend. I watched it with my kid a couple times now and I watched it by myself another time, I think. So nice. <laughs> I've watched this a bunch of times since I discovered it and not when it first came out, but I want to say maybe 2016 or something. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I never really discovered, I, I, I knew that it was a Halloween movie, but this was the first time I really feel like I tried to take in the Halloween atmosphere to sort of justify having it as a part of it. Right. And I think during the, the other watches, I was much more fixated on the, the action and the characters and stuff in this one. And I never really picked up on like the background stuff so much. And I, I feel like I appreciated it a lot more. And mm. I, I had joked about before the one thing that I saw in this movie that I loved and I asked if we can get in the future is that they had a Halloween tree in the house. Like it was right. a, a Christmas yeah. tree decor- decorated with Halloween ornaments. And I was like, how do we not have a Halloween tree? Because I love Christmas right. trees. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <a> Halloween tree. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, Carly, let's start with you. Had you heard of this movie before? Or like, have you, do you know of Adam Wingard, seen any of his other movies? Um, oddly enough, no, I had not heard of this one before at all, I don't think. And, um, you know, maybe it's because it is more of a thriller than a horror movie. I haven't really heard it talked about in any sure, horror sure. things or anything. But, you know, I'd heard of Your Next, and I have actually haven't seen that one either. Um, mm-hmm. What I, I forget, what else is Adam, what he did the Blair uh, Witch movie, which... Yeah, the Blair Witch remake. Yeah, I, 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 I actually hate, like I that one. I know a lot of people don't... A lot of people crapped on it, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, it. We mentioned about that he did Death Note and people threatened to kill him. <laughs> and he had to quit Twitter. Uh, right. Shit, I'm trying to remember what other ones. He is uh, upcoming. He's supposed to be doing King Kong versus Godzilla. He got like a huge budget movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew that. But yeah, I've, I think I've only maybe seen Blair, which I feel like there's probably one other big one he might have done that I've seen. But yeah, I'm not too familiar sure. with Oh, well, he's, he's heavily attached with the VHS movies, at least one there, and two. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, I've seen both of those. But and then I think there's another short that he did in another yeah, anthology. Yeah, I'm trying to find his original one that he did to is a little more known a horrible way to die as like a thriller that was or a a more of a straight horror movie that he did as his first movie Mm -hmm. but uh yeah he's definitely got some talent and and he does lean more so it seems towards some actiony premises but obviously like Mm -hmm. blair witch isn't really an action movie and he's, he's kind of been all over the place so yeah yeah It'd be interesting to see what he does with King Kong versus Godzilla. I know uh, our our friends that were on from the horrible podcast they had they were big Adam Wingard fans and they had always joked about that they hoped that he shows that they show um, King Kong's dick in the movie. <laughs> so like if anyone's gonna show King Kong's dick, it's gonna be Adam Wingard. So yeah, I think did he do um what's it called Homesick or something like that? Was it that his first movie or am I thinking someone else? Uh, it might be because I, I saw he... that one. I thought it sucked, but it was like a very low budget type of film i had bill mosley in it for like a second and that was the best part uh, of the film. yes yeah but, uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking at his stuff now you're correct yeah uh, that i thought it was trash but i mean it was low budget i'll give it that so sure. you know i can't you can't really hate on it too much but anyway yeah sure. so i'm not overly familiar with him as a director but and okay. i didn't really know anything about this movie going into it besides like like i said i read the plot and i did ro- watch the trailer and all that so um but other than that, I went into it and just kind of hoped for the best, and I was pretty darn happy with what I got, I will say. Sure, I could, sure. I could see why you love this one. And honestly, with sure. the Halloween app, the Halloween atmosphere, I think, is actually really good in this movie. I mean, it, like you said, it's not Halloween. It's one of those ones where Halloween isn't the central theme at all, but right. there's just right. so much 
they paid so much attention to detail in the background, especially in the house and that ending scene, I think is fantastic with that. Yeah. Yes. School Through dance. The haunted house, right? So over mm-hmm. the top and ridiculous. No, like I wish my school did something like that when I was in right. school. But I know. Yeah. But overall, I really, I was really into this one. Nice. And I know, obviously, Marco, you had heard of this from from me back on right. the first podcast we did together. It came up right. as a, my one of my favorite Halloween movies, and I know you've seen Your Next and maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Blair Witch too. But uh, mm-hmm. so, I how how did you think this one stacks up to? I, I feel like this one falls in line with Your Next much more closely than anything yeah. else he's done. Yeah, more fringe horror, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Thriller-based, uh, reality-based horror stuff like that. They still had the uh, um, the the psychopathic element of chemical enhancement of military, you know, experiment kind of stuff in the background. But I, I feel a, maybe it didn't need it, but it you know it didn't bother me. But um, I, I will sure, say this: sure. I was on, I was watching this film, and I never ever took my eyes off the screen. Like right. I mm-hmm. wanted to know every scene that was coming next because um, it was just so like it was just so cool to have this guy and I was rooting for him and I was rooting for the family. The, the son was getting bullied and he and this guy came in and he took care of the bullies or supposed you know gave the kids some like courage in life and life lessons. It's like being the big brother. Like this guy's really stepping up. He made some sort of pledge or whatever and right. uh, helping the daughter out. Um, but when it started, like, I need a gun and start getting these things, when he would do those stare offs into space, when, you know, he's in the room by himself and he's like, this, something's not right. I was like, again, on the edge of my seat through the whole film, like, I, cause I didn't know what to expect. You know, I purposely mm-hmm. avoided the movie because I knew it would come up. I'm like, okay, I, I got, I want to give Paul all the respect and everything to be like, okay, I'm going to give him an honest opinion. No preconceived notions. I'm going to watch it. I'm like, dude, this movie rocked it. It was, it was awesome. Um, I feel like it was like, okay, I think he wrote, it's like, I feel like he wrote that um, dance scene with the Halloween attraction, you mm-hmm. know, kind of stuff first. And then he wrote a story around it just to get to that point because it was so cool. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's sure, like, sure. How do I do this? I've got these props. Well, set it in Halloween and we have this like fun house dance thing with fog machines and the whole hiding bodies in the fog. And <laughs> it's just kind of cool. I, I, I know. I liked it's it a our, lot. In, in two shows in a row, we have like a, massacre that happens in a haunted house yeah 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 (laughs) but uh, the um the the movie like it it does play like an action movie but it's almost like a slasher movie to me Mm -hmm. it's like the Mm -hmm. way that it plays out where absolutely he's like the slasher that's hiding in plain sight kind of thing yes yeah Yeah. something's off on him and the the movie does a great job with setting up the nice guy routine and then Mm -hmm. just something a little off like he goes into the bar with the bullies and just i mean just, just messes them up oh my and then God. Whole... i know it's such a good scene and that's like really and, and, where at first because yeah. because you're yeah. like okay yeah all right i'm where's this going where's this going you yeah. know and then as soon as that scene hits it's like mm-hmm. it starts from uh i don't know like 20 minutes into the movie and then four minutes later it's it's just like this build of tension and build and build and build and then it explodes in such an amazing way when he yeah. just takes all those dudes out so swift and then it's like oh here's some money for your trouble and here's the story you're gonna yep. tell and we're leaving okay yeah. bye and you're i like, know this guy is the coolest guy ever i love this guy you like all, you exactly almost, you almost don't want you know there's gonna be a big twist where he turns out to yes. be a bad guy and you almost don't want it to come. Yeah. it's kind of like norman bates and psycho where oh, you're, oh you're God, rooting yes. for the bad guy exactly yeah. like i said I'm, i was like waiting i was sitting there trying to dissect it as the movie's going on i'm like okay something's off on the dude because he kept you know he kept doing those those shutdown moments 
in a room by right. himself, and he would just stare with that blunt, like like a, you know, uh, blank stare. It was like an eerie thing going on. Like, okay, something's about to blow up here. But he's being ultra cool to this family. He like he helped. The dad was complaining about his work, and all of a sudden, the dad comes home. And he's like, my boss was killed with his girlfriend. You know, and, yeah, but and how good was that setup? Like they, they <laughs> it was great. just kind of mention it in passing. And I told my, yeah, I was watching yeah. it with my kid again and I go, I go, all right, pay attention right here. Right. Okay. You got what yeah, he said. Yeah. And then watch this later. And then it comes up and I go, see, he mentioned it just in passing about, <laughs> oh, this fucking yeah. guy, Alan, he sucks. And he gets the promotion. He doesn't. And then like a whole half an hour later, he's like, oh my God, Alan from work. He just died. And you're like, oh my, oh, that was fucking great. They set that up and then paid it off in such an awesome way. But Alan... His name's Alan. He's only been there for what, like four years, but he's got a degree. So boom, suddenly he's regional manager and I'm not. And that's okay. I mean, it's okay. But I know Laura, I know she's worried. She wonders if I'm ever, ever going to make any money. Your wife seems to respect you, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what it is, you know? Spencer? I need a drink. Well, what happened? I'm getting a drink, honey. They found Alan, you know, my boss Alan. Been missing from work for a couple of days. Everybody got very worried. So one of his friends went over and broke into his house and they found him and his girlfriend dead. We'd both taken a bunch of prescription pills. It was like they committed suicide together or something. Oh, my God. But that, that doesn't make any sense. He, he's... No, the guy was totally normal. But the police are investigating. You know, it's, uh... Doesn't look like it was a break-in. There was no forced entrance. She, uh... The girl, she had, uh... She had bruises on her body. I don't know what that means. Anyway, uh... We, we will leave it for the police to tell us exactly what happened. I don't know. Damn thing is, this makes me regional manager. <laughs> yeah. As soon as corporate found out, they called me. Right away, they want me to start tomorrow. And they're offering me Alan's salary. So. Well, well, that's, uh... Careful what you wish for. Not like... Mm-hmm of her fixing the car and then it was like right. oh, yeah, of course she fixed it because she's in the camp <laughs> and and i think the story goes i think it was genuine i think he came there deliberately to help the family because yeah that's what he says he knew their the, son in the movie yeah right. and i think it was i don't think it was a ploy i don't think it was fake or anything i think it was genuinely there to help him until the daughter got a little whim and like you know called the military and the military got a hold and went after him that's what made his programming because it was mm-hmm. very um remember upgrade how he yes. moved yeah yeah it was kind of like it reminded me of that he kind of like was robotic in his actions when he was killing people or or fighting off people it was like this program thing it wasn't him anymore right. and they, they kind of explained that you know mm-hmm. and so you know again spoiler alert you know when he goes off and um, the mother and father die and he goes after the kids and everything it was part of his programming but if the military just left him alone, I feel maybe everything would have been fine and he would have moved on to something else. Sure. Well, yeah, because he said something about, you know, I, my intention was to help you. I really wanted to, but there were too many complications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's just, it's crazy because at that point, that's like, you know, way later in the movie, the military shows up and they're after him. And he's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, I just got to 
just scorch the earth and start over. So he right. kills he kills everyone in the family. He goes and kills the girl in the diner and like oh my god kills the all the people that saw him kill her. Brutal. Like yeah, I'm like, god, this is dark as shit right now. Yeah, it's shocking. He shoots the waitress. Yeah, and then he just <laughs> rolls two grenades. Like oh by the way, here I gotta blow everything up. Scorched earth pulse. That is funny. That yeah. is like so true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Just reset button. Blow it up and move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's so cool. No, definitely. Um, what do you do? You, um, Carly, do you know the lead actress in this movie? The one she was also in It Follows. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I actually, well. I actually did. For some reason, that girl was. I've only seen that movie once, but I automatically knew that was her. Just like she was actually in that movie Greta that just came out this year too, and I automatically oh, right, knew. Right. That, yeah, she was like Chloe Grace Moretz's friend in that movie, and she just has one of those faces. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like her. I like her as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it worked good, kind of the two of them playing against each other because she was like the young adult and he was like mm-hmm. the little bit older guy. Yeah. So there was like some tension, but at the same time, she was the one that immediately knew that something was wrong. Right. And and it was believable. It wasn't like yes, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. It wasn't like oh, I just got this hunch from nothing. Like she definitely caught some wind of something she she knew something was wrong right away yeah she figured um, it out one th- like one thing that keeps me enthralled in this movie is just the way that guy talks throughout the entire yes. movie he just has such a yeah. smooth way of delivering his lines it's like i know gentleman like but also you know something's mm-hmm. off about it it's just very it's the same type of tone the entire way and it just kind of keeps you invested absolutely yeah, yeah. well I, I i would cave if he talked if he told me what to do i'd be like yeah i'll you know, i would do whatever you want yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, th- like the other thing that is cool because he develops this thing with the son, with the, well, the family son Luke, mm-hmm. the younger right. brother of his friend, and that's he helps him by beating up the guys at the bar, and then he Life kind of men- mentors him. him. Right. He's yeah, he's giving yeah. him the, like big brother thing, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because Luke has that moment with him where he talks to him in the hallway and is like, Oh yeah. Like I know that you killed dad's boss and I know that you're like, not that guy. And you hired this plastic surgeon to remove your fingerprints and yada, yada, yada. Like, you know, he goes on this whole spiel about all the stuff he knows about him. He's like, but I don't care. Like, cause, cause you're my friend, you know, I don't really have real friends or people to stick up for me. And you're like, just kind of feel sad or something for that kid at that moment. Cause it's like, he's so in love with this guy that he, right he sees right through the most like terrible things that a person could be doing yeah just because he wants to have this guy's acceptance yep and they're like i don't know i, I thought that was really powerful that it got to him so deeply from mm-hmm. just a little yep. bit of time that he was with him yeah and also like I said, it, he gave him the best he gave him the best bully advice ever right Yes. Remember that part when he's like, so if the kid beats you up, you take a knife to school. And then if they take the knife <laughs> off of you, then you go and burn their house down while their family's asleep. <laughs> he's so family. serious about it. Yeah. And he's uh-huh. like, okay. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> you want some advice, Luke? Sure. Never let anyone pick on you. Otherwise, you'll carry it with you the rest of your life. Most kids at school ain't bigger than you. Yeah. And bring a knife to school. They take it off you and beat you up. You go around their houses at night and burn them down with their families inside. What's the worst they can do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's like I said. You know, he's got such a cadence and 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 that authority that you just believe whatever he says. You're like, yeah, I'll do uh, whatever, whatever it is. Like, you kill these people, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. you want me to do this? All right, cool. Yeah, it's that, it's that thing, and you know. Is, is he wrong? 
Is he wrong right. on paper, baby? On paper, no, he's not wrong. But uh, in reality, yeah, you just don't do those things. But still. Well, sure. Well, because you see that whatever it is, and that's the one thing they don't really explain in this movie. Like, is it biological? Is there some mechanical, like a like a chip type of thing we see in right. an upgrade? Or right. is it just like something they screwed with their biology and their brain? Or Like, they don't really get into that, but it's not really important, vague. I it's, feel like. Exactly. It's vague it enough to be like longer. something happened. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so whatever it is they did to him, you see that everything is very process oriented and it's all, it's like with the way a robot or an AI, the, the whole question yes. of will AI become smart enough that it realizes that we're the biggest threat to AI and eliminate humans kind of thing. <laughs> so, right. you know, and they, and they show that a lot of these decisions he makes like, you know, ethically, is it wrong to burn down the kid's house with his family inside? Yeah. But you know, on paper, <laughs> right. that's how you solve the problem. Right. Exactly. Like A to eliminate B, you know, uh, robotic solution absolutely mm -hmm. and this guy has a and thing I think with burning that's what places down too <laughs> yeah he really yeah. likes that and that was the <laughs> that's the purpose of the, ex the military experiment you know you go in there with guns blazing ask no questions no morality you know mm -hmm. it's all out the window and that's uh why this guy was so dangerous to you know when he left the military that they had to get him because you know that there's that plot of the movie where the military had to stop him at all costs hire every mercenary available like this guy needs to be eliminated mm -hmm. yeah. right right and we also got a cameo from show favorite ethan embry showed yes. up in this movie playing it yes. playing a dirtbag as usual the, the gun dealer <laughs> yep yeah yep. he always plays a an awesome dirtbag in movies well not in uh not in the werewolf one he wasn't a dirtbag no in the ones where he is a dirtbag like, it's good it seems like because you know he was a kid actor right a child actor or a teenage actor and he had those little innocent roles now he's got a it's like overcompensating roles i mean <laughs> not in a bad way it's like screech from saved by the bell playing these yeah, badasses yeah. today it's like that kind of stuff like but yeah, i but i but i buy he it was like him, the nerdy you know? kid when he was younger right <laughs> yeah exactly he was in well then he got all buff Empire like Records. um yeah, like the guy from uh, from Edward Scissorhands, right? Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall, exactly. Like he got buff and then he got to be the bully. Yeah. Right, right. No, um, I think it's cool. Yeah, show favorite. You're right. Yeah. Are you uh, are you a fan places. of Ethan Embry, Carly? What's he? From? I know his name. What's he? Uh, oh, see, so he was um, was the Devil's Candy, right? Was the one that we did on the show, the one where mm -hmm. he's the painter and oh, the, okay. yeah, okay, the paintings yeah. are like coming out through him and uh, cheap thrills. Which is more of a action, would you rather type of thing, uh, with him and Pat Healy, where they're like, they're basically like challenged to do a bunch of fucked up shit for a bunch of money by a rich guy. Hmm. I've never seen that um, one, but I do like Devil's Candy quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, what else one. did we we had? Oh, well, then he was just a little part in Late Phases, the werewolf movie. He was like the guy's the guy's uh, kid. The, I've, no, I mean, I've actually never seen that one either. That's one that, that I, everyone good. tells me to watch, and I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, back back in when he was like a like I said, teenage star. He was in Empire Records, mm -hmm. uh, uh, what uh, your uh, Vegas Can't vacation hardly wait or whatever, right? Can't, Can't hardly, hardly wait. wait. He was like the nerdy kid all the time, mm. right? With Seth Green, him and Seth Green were like the nerdy guys. Well, Seth Green was the wicker guy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ethan played the main character. Well, anyway, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, he's like he played like goofy roles, you know, but yeah, lovable character. Mm -hmm. And now he's all badass and killing people. It's awesome. Right. <laughs> Except in this movie, he gets killed. He's not a badass in this one, which no, that was he, another he, one of those moments. He, just the way the way that that guy talks, yeah. like his cadence. I'd like to take your guns. Like, yep. you, you want that one? No, I'll take all of them. All your guns. And he's like, yep. all right, cool. I'll make you a deal. No, I'm going to just take them and I'm going to kill you. I'm not late, am I? No. 
No, you're just on time. Good. Look, before we get started, I just want to make sure that you've got some cash on you. No offense. That should be good. That'll do. I mean, it's like the standard Beretta. I'm sure you're familiar with it. In my opinion, if you've seen one of these, you've seen them all. But this baby, this here, is a 9mm Witness Elite. It's a very similar weapon to the Beretta, but I prefer the recoil. I mean, it's got absolutely no kick at all. Yeah, that's fine. You want you want the elite? Well, I'll take them all. What, all the all the handguns? No, everything. All your guns. Sure. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Look, man. Oh yeah, if, if you brought money for all of them. I'll cut you a deal. You can take them all off my hands. No, I'm going to kill you. Hey, what the fuck, David? Even this is one fucking second. Well, what? Yeah. Well, all right yeah. then. Joel David Moore in this movie too. That's yeah. I know. Moment. I love. I love the part he's when he fucks awesome. with them at the party. Yeah. And he sits down with them and he's like, "Oh, we support you. You support yeah. us how? how do you support By signing up? Oh no, I got bad <laughs> asthma, man. Yeah. yeah. I got bad asthma as I'm smoking. He's like smoking yeah. a blunt. Yeah. <laughs> so now, that you guys left your own party, yeah, I found something better. Found something. Okay. I just. I wanted to say, we support you guys. Right? If you need anything, just let me know. Support us how? You know, we support you. Like, oh, America, right? That you wouldn't support us, but like, unless they would. Oh, shit, man, they don't want me in there. No, I can't. You know, I, I got I got bad asthma. They make it real hard to hard to what? Hey, man. I, I, I just what? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, man. Oh, you think that's funny, huh, Kristen? I'll be right back. Could you get a handgun? 
soldier, man. I like guns. Yeah, I know a guy. You got cash? I do. Fuck it. Give me your number. I'm using the burner right now. Numbers on the back. Soldiers like guns. No, that's great. Grandma's that's a boy. great interaction. He was, was his best role was Grandma's boy or dodgeball. I'm not. I'm not. I have to. Which way? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma's boy, that's a good one. Yeah, right. that's a great one. Yeah, and uh, I love him from Hatchet too, of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Spiral. Have you guys seen that one? I like that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the director of that too. Actually, that's like the only movie he directed. I think. Hmm. Uh, I learned that from listening to Adam Green's podcast. Oh, okay. It's like his movie. So, uh, so I don't know. Do you guys have any other like highlights of the movie or just cool things that happen, fun stuff, slick stuff? Anything like that? Any uh, any specific scenes? I know we talked a little bit about the haunted house, but mm. they they definitely had a cool thing going on there. I like yeah, the uh, sides, yeah. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I like how he puts in that mixtape C or that mix CD <laughs> yeah. that she makes too. Yeah, like right. I like the music throughout the movie in general. Oh my it's god! All just yeah. kind of that girl's music playing, and it's really um kind of hypnotic sounding yes. music. Yeah. Did you did you catch Marco that I our did. old our old outro song is in this movie? Absolutely. I was like, oh my God, there's our outro. <laughs> yeah, our outro which, music. Now I can I'm use like, it as the outro for this because I've just been yeah. using songs from the movie. So I was just sitting there going, man, that's where you got it. That's awesome. But yeah, the yeah. music, again, the music is awesome in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Halloween atmosphere, they really did it smart. I think it was cool. They use it as a tool in this mm-hmm. movie. You know, mm-hmm. um, the kills were awesome. <laughs> I thought they were pretty cool. I thought the diner scene shocked me. He walked in there and just blew the yeah, place up. I yeah. didn't know he was going to do that. I was like, oh, shit. Like, everybody dies, literally, you know? Yeah, I had a feeling he was going to shoot the wait- the her friend in there, but I didn't expect him to just kill everybody else. <laughs> I know. That. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, he would just take her out back. Like, hey, can I talk to you about Pack yeah. real quick? And then just, like, stab exactly. her or something. Yeah. yeah. But, nope. no, that was pretty sick. And um, the, the when he kills the dad, it just, like, yeah. rams headverse into him. And then... <laughs> I was watching it this time, and I go, "Why? Why didn't like he's obviously a very good shot." They show that whole long right. tense scene where Joel David Moore's running away and he's slowly reloading the gun and shoots him from super far away. I'm like, "Why right. didn't he just shoot him as he drove right. by? He had to like ram head first into his truck <laughs> and <laughs> annihilate the whole vehicle and fuck himself up in the process." Yeah, but it also looked a lot cooler that he did that. Mm-hmm. It, you don't get it a did. lot of head on collisions it, in movies. Yeah, it was more effective, I think, that way because it was just. A little bit suffering and you felt for like oh man you know yeah, and, he, and he just walks off he's like oh i'm gonna walk now i guess yep <laughs> such a badass yeah it's such a weird balance of like that you like every time he does something bad and you're like well but i mean he's still just kind of you're just justifying know. it left and right yeah. and then it all just kind of comes at once yeah yeah he's oh, like he an abusive relationship yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like but yeah. i still really want to like him i mean there's there's nice things and and he's got skills and right, right. he can carry two kegs at once like that's not fucking easy <laughs> oh my god those shits are heavy uh but no I, I i love all that the the atmosphere like i said it stuck out more to me this time just that i really was trying to pick up on it and the the music always stuck with me that's why like from the beginning of the show that that one part that was our outro song was was in there and the all the characters i mean i love the dad is kind of your typical dad and everyone fits their type really well you know they have like the the nerdy detention teacher guy that is is running the thing like even he just feels like a guy that would be doing that you know 
and they go to the haunted house and they're like, how do we get through this thing? He's like, left, 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 right, right, left, left. And he's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, if you guys don't have anything else, we can go around and kind of give our thoughts and everything here. Uh, what about you, Marco? You want to go first? Yeah, yeah. So long time coming to for me to watch this movie, right? Like again, we mentioned this. You mentioned I think when we first met, you you brought this to the table, and I was like, okay, cool. Um, man, what a what a ride! This like I said, edge of the seat the whole time. I was I, I never got bored. I never took my eyes off it. I just wondered what was coming next. What was coming next? What's the big explosion? What's the what's the twist? You know, mm -hmm. I knew something was going to go wrong at every moment. I was like, but you know, what's going on? So. Um, and, and and yeah, I love the haunted house slash dance uh, high school themed whatever it was. <laughs> I thought that was really cool, and uh, you know had some comedic moments to the movie too. You know, um, it it was just it was it was all around good, man. I I love it. I, I'm not on like a high love of it, but a, a, enough to be like I more than like it. Love for for a first time watch. I think I'll revisit it because. I have been telling people, I'm like, dude, go watch the guest. You have to watch the guest. You have to watch it. So, right. Uh, good call, man. I, I, um, good. good. I'm kind of satisfied that I actually got to see it now. Nice. And what about you, Carly? Yeah, with this one, I was really surprised by it. Um, I was afraid it being actiony, I wouldn't really like it. But really, the only <laughs> action is the fact that there's a lot of gun usage and just um a lot of like swift movements. But it's not over the top or anything. It doesn't really get over the top until the end and when it does right. i mean it's it's awesome like i really dug this one the main character really just sells it and i pretty much mm -hmm. felt the same way as marco where i didn't want to look away i watched i actually rented this one off of youtube and i was watching it off my phone and any, anytime yeah. really yeah that's yeah yeah I, <laughs> I um anytime i would get up to like get a drink instead of pausing and i would just bring it with me and still be watching <laughs> i just didn't want to i didn't feel that way yeah. hell night hell night i would just get up and walk away during the movie but right. um <laughs> Yeah, uh, overall, I pretty much love this one. I mean, the like only maybe minor nitpick is, while I don't think you need a giant explanation about that guy, right. I feel like there's kind of maybe a little bit of buildup to it, and then it's kind of explained a little too fast by that military guy in the car to where it's like you right. almost kind of miss the point of what went wrong. So I feel like there could have been maybe a little bit of a bigger explanation, but... Other than that, mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. thought it was great. I would definitely rewatch this one. It's a lot of fun, and I do plan to recommend it to people from here on out if they have not seen it before. So I would say I loved it. Cool. Nice, nice. Cool. Well, I'm glad that uh, that this one landed with everyone. Obviously, everyone knows by now that I love this one. Uh, I mean, we know we've already said a lot. I love I love all the characters. I think really fit well. The dad, the the school teacher that is staying after to help do the haunted yeah. house the you know the random military guys the you know just all these guys seem to fit into their role and you yeah. you believe oh that's that guy you know that's that girl is that's, it that's the best around be. for you uh not it's not quite up to that like i still think even just in adam wingard movies that your next i like a little bit better than this one yeah yeah, uh, yeah. um but this one I, I do really love a lot like in, in a, a scoring system, I think I gave this one a nine on Letterbox, which might be a little oh, bit generous, but it's, to, it's, you know, something that I love more than most movies and have obviously right. shown in the amount of times I've watched it. So uh, I, I think and also just the, the thing at the end where it has kind of that mm -hmm. that nostalgia ending of like, oh, could there be a sequel? Because maybe he gets away at the end. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you think he's dead, is he really? So right right and he already escaped from getting burned and shit once before so 
<laughs> so, you know, exactly. it's kind of cool that they set that up. And honestly, I, I mean, a sequel would be cool because I love this movie, but I kind of hope that they just leave it like that. And, and mm-hmm. we can just a knife to the heart can't stop him. We could just do our well, and we could just do our own thing. Like, well, did he get away? Did he not get? Maybe that was some other guy that had a limp and really blue eyes that looked at them. <laughs> that was leaving <laughs> in yeah, a fireman suit, and they exactly. just happened to find some body with all the teeth knocked out inside. <laughs> So they couldn't identify the dental records. <laughs> it's weird. His finger exactly. tips are cut off and his teeth are knocked out. I don't know. It's probably Strange. that guy we were looking for. I hear he the had no fingertips or teeth. Just... <laughs> and what happened? He fell exactly. in a paper cutter and landed on his teeth. Right. <laughs> Perfectly inside. Right. But no, I, I would I would watch a rem or not a remake, a, a sequel to this, but I don't need it. I, I'm happy with what they did here. Standalone, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. What? Okay, got me one away. What? We're going to the wreck symbol to get your brother. The police couldn't send a car there. They've got their hands for him. Okay, you need to tell me what's going on. Who are you? What, you came here for David? Yes. The soldier you know was David was one of the subjects of a medical experiment. While we had him with the study, he killed several people and escaped, then he burned their bodies to confuse us. We thought he died in the fire initially, but by the time we figured out what he'd done, the trail was cold. Maybe you shouldn't have tested your procedures on a psychopath. By all accounts, he's an ideal soldier. I don't know. I need to call my brother. Luke, I need you to call me when you get this. Okay, it's important. Where are those cop cars going? Somebody attacked a diner right after we left. It was called in as an explosion. Is anyone alive? I don't know. It's possible that it leaves some wounded to keep them busy. Wait, where are my parents? No one said anything about my parents. They're both dead. He killed them before we could stop it. I'm sorry. No. David has a neurological condition in his Peterson, designed to protect both him and the experiment. He feels like his identity may be compromised. Programmed to clean up all loose ends. The Donna can stop himself now even if he wanted to. That's why we need to get you and your brother somewhere safe. Alright, so before we leave, I would like to give Carly another chance to tell everyone where to find her shows and also mm-hmm. mostly just to thank you for participating in this and, and getting involved in yes. the the crazy movie picking selection that we had going on and all that stuff and just try and make it. I thought it was kind of a cool way to involve everybody at once. And I know not everyone knew each mm-hmm. other and stuff. So yeah. it was just kind of an interesting way to do it instead of keeping it all separated. Right, uh, right. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good, a good choice of movies that we had here and it was great to have you on the show. Like I had said, when, yeah, yeah. when you were on awesome. and, and when Derek was on, I was telling him how much I was, I was glad that he was doing a show with you. Cause I mm. like listening to you on shows. So well, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, like, I was 
really happy to be here. I mean, I had a lot of fun doing the show and mm -hmm. I like the two movies couldn't be more different. So I think that kind of mm -hmm. made it all the more fun to talk about them. So I thank you guys right. for Absolutely. picking me and getting me involved with all of this. Um, of course. Yeah. But yeah, as for me, I mean, like I said earlier, I have those three other shows, one with Derek, Solulary Dissections. Um, that's, uh, you can find that on Horophilia, as well as the Movie versus Movie Horror Podcast and Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast. We are all on Horophilia if you want to check any of those out. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They they have uh, a bunch of people that have been on the show, like Derek and, and Dave Z mm -hmm. was just on. and mm -hmm. So... Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of cool shows there and including yeah. all the ones that you are doing. And that was, you know, kind of the, the whole thing with, with doing this series is we try and always get different guests on and, and I do my best to try and diversify the guest group and get people mm -hmm. that have been around longer and older and younger and yeah. men and women and different, you know, different lifestyles and whatever to, to come on the show mm -hmm. and just mix it up. And I thought it was kind of a cool way to just spotlight some of the, the the there's not as many women as men out there doing horror podcasts, so mm -hmm. right. it's kind of a good yeah, way to sure. get a little spotlight for you at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So as far as for our show, we are now well, not right now while we're recording this, but when you're hearing this for the first time, it is going to be in early October. And after this, we have two more of these coming up, so keep an eye out for number three and number four. And as we get to those movies, we'll talk about what the movies are on those shows as well. So until next time, thank you, Marco, for joining me as, as you do every week or every show well, at least. Thank you. Yes. And thanks everyone for listening. Please keep up with our network friends on the Padded Room Podcast Network, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited, Unedited Podcast Network. And until next time, have yourself a good night, day, or evening. Oh.